Slay Slay. Hey everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, you are so beautiful today. Oh, thanks, dude. I got all dressed up for you. Baby, you know Anarchy. that does something to me. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? You're so used to seeing me like rolling out of bed because that's how I am when we record our podcast. <laughs> you have a blanket over your head and I have just rolled out of bed, but I actually, I was doing some filming this morning, so I had to actually get dressed. I mean, you're beautiful with no makeup on. You're beautiful with a messy hair. So like, don't get it twisted, get it braided. Oh, mm, yeah. Okay. Thank you. I you know what I mean? Guess what today is? What? We have a special guest coming on the No Cells Left Behind podcast. Do you want to know who it is? Uh, yes, please. Everyone listening, do you want to know who it is? Of course they do. That's why they tuned in today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, let's just jump right in because I'm go. so ecstatic. Okay. I'm ready. Let's go. So I, this woman that is on our podcast today is one of my closest friends here in LA. Whenever I transitioned to Larissa Love Salon from D and, you know, as a guest artist, mm -hmm. she was the first person that like opened up our, her arms to me in the space. I think it was like instant connection. She's so talented. She's phenomenal. She is an East Coast girl living in the West Coast. She is so talented, inspirational, and I can not wait to interview Hair by Holly D. Welcome to the No Sellers Left Behind podcast. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was so sweet. I remember the first when he first walked into the salon and I was trying to be Beyonce, like with the blow dryer, and I'm like, here, hold this. And then my hair, like, my walk, yes, I remember everywhere. that. It was love at first sight. It was. And I, and I remember I like messaged everyone before I got there because I was so nervous. Oh I was like, gosh. I don't know if she likes me. Like I'm the new kid in school <laughs> and like showing up and like, it was like instant connection there. Um, and then, you know, the power of social media that I love is that you really get to know someone before you even walk in the building. So Holly was like one of the first to give me a really big hug and we continue it now in our life oh. every day. I love that. And I got a hug from Holly too. And, <gasps> e, and it was the best hug ever in my life. Oh my God, I love you guys. You're so sweet. I was fully embraced and I loved every minute. That's of right, it. girl. Always. <laughs> so I'm excited to learn more about you. And of course, I hear all about you from Jay. And, you know, I got to meet you in person. And I love watching your work. Um, everything that you're putting on Instagram is so beautiful. And it's just it's perfect really. But now we get to know a little bit more about you personally, not just, you know, not just yes. about your work and who you are as a hairstylist, but who you are as a person. And so Jay told me that you are an East coast girl, just like me. That's right, girl. And I, so I'm curious to know this and I, and I want to know a little bit more about your story because you're from Boston, right? Mm-hmm. So you have been in Los Angeles for three years, correct? Yeah, through, uh, it'll be four years in June. So yeah. Okay. So oh yes, coming up on it. I really want to know because there are a lot of hairstylists who want to do the transition from East Coast to West Coast coming out here mm -hmm. in LA. I want to know 
first of all, what made you want to make the transition to come out here? I want to know how it went for you, what you had to do to plan for it. Like kind of just walk us through because it's, it's tough. It really is a tough transition in a lot of ways, just like it would be tough for someone going from West coast to East coast. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but just kind of walk us through that. I'm so excited to hear your journey. Okay. So it was, it was a tough one. Um, I, had visited California a few times. I have a cousin that lives in San Francisco. And so initially I had gone up there a couple of times to visit and I came to LA to visit a couple of times. And I was just so happy when I was here. Like, it was like, you know, those times where it just kind of hits you where you're like, damn, like this place has me shook. Like you're like, yeah, this is it. And I was so reluctant to like, kind of to actually even say it out loud or to like plan a journey because of my family, because they're my world. Mm. And, um, Honestly, one day my mom, we were sitting, this is like my favorite. We were sitting watching TV and she was like, you know, Holly, I really think you should give it a try out there. And I like bawled. I love. I was like, mom, really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like I, I mean, when I moved here, I was 27 years old. So it's not like I needed her approval, but I also did because my mom is like the center of my universe, you know? So it was like, so that was almost kind of like the, the defining, like kind of go ahead of like we're all going to be okay. Like, but, but we want you to be happy. And so I was like, all right, let's do this. And so I was super scared, but I mean, it took, I think I, when I really decided, I think I took about a year just like stash as much money away as I possibly could. Cause this place is fucking expensive. Yes. yes. I'm like, okay, we're going to take a year, just put everything aside. I mean, at the time I lived at home, so I could kind of just like stash whatever I needed to. And I was like, I picked a date. And then, I mean, that was it. Um, The transition here was difficult though, but also humbling because I had been behind the chair for 10 years back home and I had a full clientele. Like I was working my, I was probably working too much. Like I was working like crazy because I worked in the same town. Like no boundaries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was like a tiny little town. And so I had a really good clientele and then I had to move here and then to completely start over is, I mean, I knew it was going to be hard, but I don't think I fully understood how hard it was going to be. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I had, like, I went from like being super busy all the time. And then I came out here and then, and also working for myself, which was important to me. And then when I came out here, I had, I had to get a part-time, I basically had two part-time jobs. I worked well full-time in a salon and then I worked uh, part-time at like a blow dry bar. And it was, I mean, my first year I was working like 72 hour weeks. I don't even really remember it. But I mean, to have to, to afford living out here when you have zero clientele at all and to try and like rebuild on your own, it was, it was wild, but it was good. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of it. And, but you just have to, I mean, there was just a lot of hard work that you had to put in there. Absolutely. I can see that. So how did you end up at Larissa's and, and when did that all happen? Because I mean, now you're, you're at Larissa's salon, like walk Mm -hmm. us, walk us through that. Yeah, that's a great question. So I was at a salon in uh, North Hollywood. So I live in the Valley and I was growing there, which was good, but I kind of wanted to, I finally got to the point where I was ready to kind of like go out on my own and start renting. And I mean, Larissa is like, I mean, obviously I followed her on Instagram. It's like, everybody everybody knows her. And I remember (laughs) seeing like the aesthetic of her salon when she opened it, I was like, damn, like that's my shit. Like it's so cute in there. And like her vibe seems dope. So I was like, you know what? 
let me just shoot her an email and like, we'll see what happens. And then like the next day I got a reply and I was like, <laughs> Larissa loves replying to my Stop. email. Like what? You, you want me yeah. to call you? <laughs> I have her number. Like what is happening? And honestly it was, I swear it was like meant to be because I went in and I just chatted with her and she's like, basically was like, all right, well, when can you start? And I was like, this is oh it. My God. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. First of all, let's just, can we, I'm sorry, Jay. I just got so- Do it, do it, do it. Let's just talk about how, if you have guys that are listening to this, if you have a desire and a passion to do something, Mm -hmm. make a move, because that's exactly what you did. You saw an opportunity, you sent that email and you're like, whatever happens, happens, right? You were with the best, but you actually made the move to, you know, better your career and your future. And look, like, look what happened. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sometimes we miss those opportunities because we're like, well, what if she doesn't get back to me? Or what if she doesn't like me? Or what if we don't vibe? Or what, what if, what if, but what if you never sent that email and 100%. now you wouldn't be where you are, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And it's living in the fact like a closed mouth never gets fed mm-hmm. and no one knows who you are unless you tell them. And then just being brave enough. And I mean, think about it, Holly, you were doing hair for 10 years and the East Coast. So mm-hmm. your foundation, your stability, your credibility is so strong. And I, listen, I get a chance to now be side by side with you. And I've told you this before. I've told other people before about your guest experience. The way that you move your consultations is like phenomenal. The questions that you ask is like, you direct them to their hair dreams, even if they're not clear. You're so talented and all of that. But I want to ask, because I'm experiencing the same thing, being a Midwest boy for a long time and then coming to the West Coast, thankful for Holly because she was like, Jay, get ready. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so happy I had you in my life to say, like, get ready. This is a different clientele. This is a different wild animal of these guests and we've shared experience yeah. of crazy oh. guests in my first like couple of times here i was like what is happening and not even just you I mean, uh, us, yeah like, together but what is some of like the difference between an east coast guest and a west coast guest and is there any tips that you can give stylists who are like at home in the east coast or in the west coast and they want to kind of do a flip-flop mm-hmm. um what are some tips that you can give them or a guest experience because you've lived in both worlds for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think one of the biggest ones is to kind of like feel out the person, like when you meet them, I mean, obviously like greet them with a handshake and, and be, and be friendly, but sort of like feel out their vibe as well. Because I'll tell you, I mean, my clients back home were, I mean, I love them, but they were just kind of, I don't really know how to explain it. What people in LA are super big, like <laughs> yes. picky as fuck. <laughs> Like, at, for example, like I had a Don't girl. Don't filter, like, baby. We oh, yeah, no, filter. Like, I had a girl, um, when was it? A couple weeks ago that I did her hair. I did like a whole, a partial foil, cut it, blow dried it. And then she like flipped, she parts her hair like wicked far over on the right side. And then she flipped her hair over to the left and was like, I don't like this one highlight right here. It's way too chunky. And I was like, okay, yeah, like no problem. We can fix it. <laughs> but it was like, a highlight that you would literally never see. And it was like a bait. It was almost like a baby light. It was just like a small weave. And she's like that, just this one, the way too chunky, it's going to drive me crazy. And in my head, I'm like, okay, so you're, you're literally picking out one 
tiny highlight yes. on your head. Like right. these people see everything. everything. It, it's wild to me. I mean, but I mean, I do love it. I mean, there's, there's a lot more opportunity here yes. for, as far as like, um, expanding your horizons in color. I mean, you can do so much more fun things, I feel like, and there's a lot more blondes. So if you like blondes, that's great. Um, but I don't, I feel like you just have to kind of feel out and especially depending on what area you're in, in LA as well. I think yes. like, I know that I'm definitely not like a Beverly Hills stylist because those kind of people, I just honestly don't want to put up with. I yeah, yeah. I yeah. just don't have the patience for it. It's like, it's, but um if that's your thing I love that I'm you're a valley girl baby. but yeah yeah I mean I can't it's just I'm just kind of like cut and dry with that kind of stuff so I don't know <laughs> but I mean as far as tips for for people working with that clientele is just um you and I earlier were talking about patience it's just kind of like just be patient and I mean thorough consultations are super important but if there's even a tiny little thing that you don't understand in the consultation or you're not sure ask them again five times if you have to like just make sure because they see everything. And clear as kind. Yeah. And I think it sets you up, sets you apart because what I found, and maybe you found this like back home and your comfortability of like being behind the chair and people know you and like Dayton was a small town for me and you lived outside of Boston and like mm -hmm. a smaller town is that it's more easy free going. Right. And a lot of them you know, it's easier to get the word out. So mm -hmm. people coming in for the first time, like know Sarah, your guest who you've seen for eight years yep. and they're similar. So they're asking for like more chill reservations, even though they get the consultation so important mm -hmm. and those app like environments, but like the price that they're paying here is literally, that's why they're so specific, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And they, but you're also dealing with models, actors, you know, people who are really striving to be models and actors like legit. Their image is everything. Their image is everything. You're dealing really with people who are really trying to make it big in their own industry. And so, yeah, you're going to get people who are a little bit more particular. And then of course the price point drives that too. Right. So 100%. just getting a totally different kind of vibe, like who was walking? Wait, I was Channing Tatum that was walking by the salon with his daughter. Oh my god, he walked by me and I was yeah. like, "Dream weaver." Right? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Like, oh my god, he's so hot. Like, this is what can happen. Like, at any time. Like, who knows? Never know. Yeah. His child in to get a haircut, or you know, his I know. girlfriend, or um, you're just dealing with such a different kind of clientele where image really is at the forefront. So that one highlight to the girl that she was pointing out, who knows, maybe they shoot her from that side and she flips her hair that way. So she's mm -hmm. got to make sure that one weave is like on. Yep. So it really is paying attention to those details. So I think my, well, my other question too is, um, how did you find your area? Like, how did you find the area that you felt comfortable with here? Did you seek out some different areas. Like I know that you said you're not a Beverly Hills chick and which is cool. Like they have their own vibe. I learned being in LA, like every space and every city has their own vibe. It is yes. incredibly crazy to me that cause I'm in Brentwood. So I'm West side mm -hmm. and completely different vibe over here. Right. Cause Jay, yeah, I, I worked in Brentwood. Um, you did? when I had, yeah, at that, at a uh, blow dry bar. Yeah. So I live right was... behind the blow dry bar. Oh yes. my God, we were neighbors and we didn't even know it. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. So that, you know, I'm here, 
you guys are in the Valley, then you have downtown. I mean, you have so many different components of Los Angeles that you, you can't even really wrap your head around how big it is until you get right. here. Then you've it's got Sherman Oaks, you've got Calabasas, you've got all of these places. How did you find your place here? So when I moved out here, I, the reason that I came to, I originally moved to North Hollywood. Um, and that reason was one of my best friends from back home has a friend that lives out here. And she was looking for a roommate at the time. So it was all kind of like this weird, like celestial, like our stars just sort of aligned because she was looking for a roommate at the same time that I was moving here. So I didn't even think about it. Honestly, I was just kind of like, all right, well, let's go to North Hollywood and and see what happens. Because I mean, when I was moving out here, I didn't really know all the tiny little cities that make up this giant city. So I feel like I'm kind of still, I mean, as far as like where I live, I think I'm kind of still like figuring that out because there, because there is so much, but I do love the Valley. It's fun. Yeah, I'm obsessed with the valley. Yeah. I'm a valley lady boy. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, but but I will say, you know, like one thing that really helps me that maybe will help other people is like there are salons and spaces that will allow you to be like a guest artist, right? Like I had like an amazing experience with that. We just talked about it on the podcast. I just got released, but I loved it. So every time I would come to guest artists, Holly, you know this, I would stay in different little areas. So like I would stay in Hollywood, I would stay near Beverly Hills, I would stay in West Hollywood. And what I found was Studio City, like my commute is everything. Like you need to live where you're going to work. Yeah, for sure. And like now it's like just around the corner Mm -hmm. for me, but I love the Valley. I love like the energy of it. I love the people. Like I fit more here. When I go to West Hollywood, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. We fuck up West Hollywood. You know That's what I mean? Right. But it's like at night, but we were just there during the day. We went to go see Tommy and like, we went at like 3.30 and I was like, I, I had so much anxiety. I was like, I can't live here. It's too busy. Downtown stresses me out. Yes. Like it's oh just, my, yeah, no, it's yeah. whatever kind of fuels your spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, if you wanted to transition, another good thing is like guest artists at a cool salon you know, reach out to them and then you can kind of live in different areas. Yeah, no, that's a great tip. I remember when I, when I was out here, before I had moved here, I came out uh, for a week to kind of like just research areas. And it's funny. I just remember this just now is that I was taking notes on the different cities that I would drive through. And I remember like I drove through Studio City and I was like, this town is so cute. It looks like a little movie set. And now I work there. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're just like, you know, I'm in Ventura. I mean, it's like lined with palm trees. Oh, okay, LA. It's so gorgeous. I know, it's so fun. And I'm even sure that those palm trees like get me through some right. of my darkest days. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, I live here. You know, it like yeah. kind of grounds you and you're like, okay, this is it. Because yeah. it's easy to forget, you know, when you're like, I mean, you're like, wait a minute, I live in California. Right? Like <laughs> my boss is here. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wow. Oh my gosh. This is, well, this is such great information because I know there are a lot of stylists who want to come out to the West coast and work. And there are a lot of stylists that want to come from the West coast and go work in New York city. Right. So this is great. These are great tips for them. I love the guest artist. I love staying in different cities. I love all of that. And that's such great advice. Now, Jay, you said something about going to West Hollywood and it gives you anxiety. I'm going to pivot like, yes, do it. 360 on this one. Um, And I want to talk about, 
you know, the reason why we do these interviews is because we want to learn more about you as a person. And I want to talk to you, Holly, a little bit about your anxiety, because I know this is something that we share together. I've been very open in sharing my anxiety battle that I, it's been since I'm, you know, a little girl that I've been really trying to work on this myself. And you know, different things trigger it for me. Um, I want to talk a, a little bit about your anxiety and the levels of anxiety, what gives you anxiety, what helps you get through your anxiety, and just kind of walk us through that because there are so many hairstylists that are really, really trying to work through this. And I want to shed some light on this. I mean, we're all in this together, right? That's what yes. mm -hmm. and I always talk about. And I think it's really important for us as hairstylists to be uh, transparent in talking about this so we can kind of help each other. So kind of just, just walk us through that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, not at all. Um, I, th I mean, I think it's great too in the past couple of years that more people have been opening, open to talking about yes. this because it's like, I mean, so you don't, you really don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Right. So it's, um, but I have had anxiety for, I mean, genuinely as long as I can remember. And I hate it. It's like, it's one of those feelings that I would not ever wish upon my worst enemy, but it's, I mean, mm -hmm. some, there have been times where I don't know what triggers it. Sometimes I do sometimes. I mean, there were times when I was a teenager where like I couldn't leave the house and it was where it's gotten like really bad. And I think it's kind of one of those things where like throughout my life, it's kind of like, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes like through the roof, then it goes down a little bit. Um, it takes for me I'm not sure if this is the case for everybody, but for me, it has taken a very long time to sort of um, get a grasp on it without like feeling out of control and to kind of know, uh, to know that you're going to be okay. Right. So I used to have, um, I used to have anxiety attacks in like really large crowds because of my anxiety. I'm not sure, maybe now talking about it, more people would understand this, but um I, when I get anxious, I feel nauseous. Mm -hmm. And then when I feel nauseous, I'm like, oh my God, am I going to throw up? Oh and then God. I'm like, but wait, I'm like, I'm in a, I'm in a, um, yeah. Like I'll be like, I'm on a bus right now, or I'm in like a theater or I'm in, like, what am I going to do? So it's like, and there have only been, a, I mean, there have been a couple of times where I've worked myself up that much that I've actually gotten sick, but usually it never happens. Right. But then when I walk into a place, I'm like, okay, where's the bathroom? It's like, I'm scouting it out all the time. It's just the and then I talked to my mom about it and she does the same thing too. And it's, it's just, it's weird little things like that where I'll be fine. And then all of a sudden my, I also can feel it in my throat. Like my throat will feel like it's mm -hmm. going to start closing. Like I'll eat something and I'll be like, Oh my God, am I allergic to that? Like, am I going to go into anaphylactic shock and die? Like it's, it sounds crazy, but these, this is where like, my yes, goes. like absolutely. there were times in my life where I, when I was in high school, high school specifically, I would if I was feeling really panicky, I would get in my car and drive myself to the hospital and sit in the parking lot of the hospital because I was like, if something happens to me, if they're yeah. right there. I mean, I never went in, but I would sit there because it would make me feel better because I was just so just, I had no grasp on it. Um, and I, I mean, I think, I think tips for, for trying to work on that, I think is probably different for, for everybody. But for me, it's just honestly come with age and, yeah. um, and it's just kind of one of those things where you, you just have to tell yourself that you're going to be okay. Or if I remember I used to call my mom and be like, mom, I love, I just need you to tell me that I'm going to be okay. And if yeah. she told me that I, it was like a magic trick, like I would just feel better. So I think it's important to have people in your life that you can talk yes. about that with. And yep. some people don't understand it and that's okay, but don't talk to them about it because if they don't understand it, that's it's not, not going to help. help you. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
So, I mean, I think you just have to kind of, kind of work towards that. Just, I mean, to obviously take deep breaths and just keep telling yourself that you're going to be okay until you're okay. Yeah. Wow. So I, I don't even know why I'm crying right now. God. I know I can't, <laughs> I can't look at you because I'm crying. <laughs> Your makeup looks so pretty. So don't do that. Um, I think it's because when you said that you would drive to the hospital parking lot and sit there, like I felt that because what you're saying to me and to everybody else is that I just need to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And when you have anxiety to that level and I relate, I, I do the same thing. And Jay will tell you, like, I don't like large crowds. I, I have to know where the bathroom is. Oh my God. What if I get sick? That's why I had such a hard time flying. I also yeah. enjoy the phobe. It compounds the situation mm -hmm. and it really all comes down to control and feeling safe. And I know that there are so many people that struggle with this and I think, you know, you hit it on the head when you say you just have to tell yourself that you're going to be okay because in reality, the anxiety is in the mind, you know, it's, it's here, mm -hmm. it's in our mind. And if we can talk ourselves through it and we can continuously have a mantra, which I've shared before for me is you're okay or I'm okay, I'm okay. Like I say it to myself a million times, the thoughts then dissipate. And then you start to feel like you can breathe and you start to feel like you can, you know, kind of catch your breath a little bit. And it is honestly, and I've done research on this and statistics show that it's one of the most uncomfortable feelings for a human is going yes. through an anxiety attack and a panic attack and you feel so helpless. Did you find that when you moved out here and when you were away from your family that your anxiety got worse? Uh, yes and no. I think that it, you know what? I don't think it did because I think that was a point in my life where I was kind of just like, listen, we have to work on this or it's going to get worse because I mean, I mean, I think anybody with anxiety knows, but it's like, it, there are sometimes where my mind, like I literally will think I'm going to die. Like mm -hmm. that's what, that's where like the hospital would come into play. It's like, mm -hmm. am I having a heart attack? Is my throat going to close? I can't, can I breathe? Can I, um, but you know, when I had moved out here, I was like, listen, I can't live like this for the rest of my life. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I, can't, I just can't do it. And so, I mean, I, I have had ups and downs, but I think when I came out here, I don't want to say it got better, but I, I, it was just me. And so I had more time to myself to kind of try and work on that. Right. Um, and face it. Exactly. Yeah. Like face mm -hmm. to face. And I like think that's too. like, like into holding yourself accountable to mm -hmm. like, kind of like I've had enough. Yeah. So like, what do I need to do? So mm -hmm. to like work this out and what is that rhythm? Like, right. right? Cause it's a rhythm and it, it will be out of, out of balance, but then you learn this checks of like deep breaths or like, is it a music or is it a song? Like today I was like, I'm like anxious. Mm -hmm. I'm anxious as fuck. Yeah. Like I can barely breathe. I was telling you, I was mm -hmm. like, my chest is a little heavy today because of like the unknown. Yeah. All cool things are happening. It's excitement. So mm -hmm. I think sometimes, like I never dealt with anxiety looking when I was like growing up, but now that I'm in my thirties, I deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I think because there's so much pressure on me and I put so much pressure on myself. It, yeah, that's, that's unnecessary. Problem. A lot of it is self-inflicted, but that's not just you. It's for it's everybody. Yeah. You know? But I, I do think talking about it definitely helps. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about it. Yeah. No, we absolutely do. And I think the more we talk about it, the more people feel comfortable talking about it. And I think, you know, it's just truly finding 
within yourself what makes you feel safe and okay. And mm-hmm. I remember, so when Jay and I, and I shared this before on the podcast, and I shared a post about it, when Jay and I went out with Vince and my husband, um, you know, we took this beautiful picture. We were at Laurel Hardware, like our <laughs> place to eat, right? And we're sitting and the picture that I, that we took together looks so beautiful. And then behind the scenes, what, an hour later, I went into a horrible panic attack. Same reason, because I started to, there was a lot of people outside. I, I didn't we were know. in the corner. We were in the corner. I didn't know. It was the first time there. And then I started to, just like you, I felt sick to my stomach. And then I looked at the bathroom line and it was like out the door. That so, would make me so nervous. Right? Mm-hmm. So then all of the things compiled. But Holly, you said it best when you said that you really have to find someone that makes you feel safe and trusted because Jay said the best thing to me ever when we were out. And it's something I will honestly never forget. And he said, what do we need to do? And where do we need to go right now? That's going to make you feel safe. And I was like, I need to get out of here. Like I need to go outside just so I could catch my breath. And let me ask you this, Holly, do you get mad at yourself? Like I get mad at myself after I have an anxiety attack do you get mad at yourself and kind of beat yourself up and say things like, why is this happening? Like, why can't you get yourself together? Like, this is the way that I talk to myself. I'm learning to be a little bit more kind. Um, but do you find yourself doing that or, or had you ever done that in the past? I think in the past, yes. I think in more recent years, I just get frustrated. And my sort of like internal dialogue is always just kind of like, why can't this just go away? It's the most fucking frustrating thing because I know that it's never going to go away. I know that I can work on it to, to make it get better, but it's just something that I have to live with. And it's like, what? I can't tell you how many times I've thought, I'm like, why can't someone just invent some sort of magical treatment? They can just wave a magic wand and take it away from me. Like there has to be something that you can do, but there's, I mean, you just got to go day by day. And you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up about like finding a cure Mm -hmm. or something that will like help. And you know, what I'm really inspired about is that people are being brave like you and Nina and Lady Gaga and like Oprah, like they're all these like powerful people are now making it known that this is a problem Mm -hmm. and that there shouldn't be a negative look at it. right? Right. There shouldn't be that like, it's scary, mm-hmm. right? We yeah, all don't sure. know like what it's stemming from, but we all need to be put in like put in the work to figure it out and sharing your story and sharing Nina's story and my new exploration of mm-hmm. that feeling. Um, and trying to figure that out, like us sharing that makes everyone feel like they're not alone, yeah. that they'll be vocal to the people around them. And I loved that again, Nina and Holly, I love that you have an accountability partner mm-hmm. and I think like that bitch buddy or like whatever that you feel safe enough to say like all I need to know is I'm safe and I'm okay Absolutely. because in my space right now I don't feel like that mm-hmm. so I think it's powerful so if you're listening to this and you know you're dealing with this and you've never said it just find that person be brave enough to speak up for yourself um because it's powers and numbers, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, the more we talk about it, the better it will be. Absolutely. I think it's, I've, I have gotten so good at hiding it. Like, I feel like there are going to be people listening to this that are going to be like, you have anxiety? What are you talking about? But I think that that's why it's good to bring this to light. And for, I mean, if, if 
there are people out there suffering from it and they don't say a word to anybody. It's like, just take baby steps. Just say, Hey, I'm feeling really nervous about this. Or I'm feeling because my whole life, it's like, I can like flip a switch. Like if I'm having an anxiety attack, but if I'm at work, no one's going to know if I'm out with my friends, I usually don't say anything. I just kind of suffer through it in my head. But then I'm like, all right, we're going to get through this. But it's just, I think a lot of, a lot of us hide it. And I'm really good at it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like people would just never know. Not anymore, girl. Not Which is not, but that's not, that's, that's not, not a good, good. thing. It's no, not that's not good at all. Yeah. To like walk through that experience alone, mm-hmm. feeling unsafe, feel, feeling unclear, feeling trapped. Like, I'm really glad that you said that because that is something that I have been thinking about recently is because I'm alone a lot. And I feel like there have been a lot of things just internally in my head that I've suffered through alone. And I kind of just woke up one day and I was like, wait a minute, I don't have to fucking do everything alone. Right. Like, you know what I yes. mean? But asking for help for me is hard, but I'm going to, I'm going to work on it. But it's, but we're not, none of us are alone. You know what I mean? You're yeah. never alone. So it's just kind of maneuvering in that direction. Wow. Not alone. That shakes my, yeah. <laughs> I, love I love you guys. But I will say like, you sharing your experience, like Nina and I were looking at each other. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what like Nina experiences. And like, like, but y'all would never know unless you spoke up. Mm -hmm. So like now y'all are relatable and who knows? You'd be like, Nina, you know what I mean? On the phone, like Mm -hmm. what's up? Like, and then you'd be like, okay, girl, we got this. So now you have a tribe of people to hold you accountable to be like, look around you. Mm-hmm. you're good. Mm-hmm. Right. Or where do you need to go yep. to feel the safest? Absolutely. That's so good. And anybody that's listening to, I know, of course you can reach out to me. I had a lot of people reach out to me after we did the first podcast about anxiety and please feel free if you have questions or you're just feeling like you're in that space. Like I get it. Holly gets it. And I'm sure people can reach out to you because yeah, absolutely. You feel like that. And I know that you want to help other people. And now that people know they may look at you and this is the thing with Instagram, right? Like they look at you, they look at how you are grinding and you're doing so well, yeah. and you're putting out all of this work and in your stories, you're so happy and everything is so full of life, but you're still suffering inside mm-hmm. and letting people see that there are multiple layers to all of us is going to open up a lot of eyes and a lot of doors for so many people that are listening to this today that have had their eyes on you. And it, it makes you real. It makes me real. And that's why yeah. we're doing this podcast. So please feel free to reach out to us if you guys have any questions or you're just feeling like you need someone to be like, hey, I'm going through this. What can I do? Yeah, please do. I'd love that. Yeah. Holly, you just slay okay. my life. I love you so much. I'm so thankful that you're in my life. Thank you so much for being so vulnerable, like with all of us, because that's our mission at No Sellers Left Behind. And I want to know, and I'm going to pivot just a little bit, because um, we like the pivots here, honey, <laughs> and a little fouettes and a little pirouettes. <laughs> What's a fouette? I'll show you on YouTube, baby. Show you got to show her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I want to know, like, what are some things that you're excited about for the future? Like what's next for Holly? Like what is something that like you want to get into or focus on and all of that? Let us know. I genuinely, I'm just really excited to keep growing my clientele out here because I, I have worked so hard for it and it's just, I love being behind the chair. Um, and so I, I just want to keep growing. Um, 
and also, I mean, maybe a little like education, some, little something, right? We'll see. Okay. We'll see. We'll I'm get, so we'll happy you said it because we'll I was going to burst out of here. <laughs> I know you wanted me to. <laughs> We're going to keep that under wraps for now, but like, we'll see. Big things coming. Yes. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just continuing like to connect with people and, and have good friendships and see my family. They're the best. And my little nieces and, you know, just, just live a good life, you know, just be happy. I love that. And I, I do want to share something really quick and you never knew this, but your relationship with your family inspired me whenever my dad got sick. So like it, like just like your love for that and like giving people a chance and like all of that. Like when I went back home, I was like, I need to give my mom a chance. Like mm-hmm. I, I need to like, just see them for who they are. Mm-hmm. And Shout out to Holly's mama. Ooh, baby. Angel. She's a real one. Baby. She's like so kind and so <laughs> sweet and so supportive. Hi, mama. We Hi, love mom. you. We love you. Um, but yeah, also, I do want to say this. If you're on TikTok, you need to be following this savage over here on TikTok. She's so humble. She never talks about it, but she's so lit. <laughs> TikTok. TikTok yeah, is guys, let's at. go. You guys wake up on TikTok. Hello, hello. Is there anybody know, in wait, there? I heard that you're like a celebrity on TikTok. No, is. I'm not. No. <laughs> she is a celebrity on TikTok. So don't. I'll be. I'll be your like hype man. Care <laughs> by Holly D. TikTok. She's the one. I, I'm telling you, you. But you were like, think about it. Like, what? What I think about this really quick. Larissa and Guy Tang were like the Instagrammers mm-hmm. who like really got into it in the beginning. I look at you and I've said it before and like, I just want you to like really obtain it. Like for TikTok, you are that hairstylist. Yes. That like, wh- I'm wow. not kidding. Thanks. Like you were the hairstylist that you were telling me over a year ago <laughs> to get on TikTok. And I'm like, <laughs> Like, like it's for kids, yeah. right? But you oh, started God. showing people in other brands. They're following you. They're watching mm-hmm. you, like in the hair world, like asking you for advice. Yep. They're like yeah. epic on Instagram. But you mastered TikTok, so thank you for all your support, guys. Her TikToks are <laughs> everything, and you get to collab with some of the coolest fucking people on yeah. TikTok, which I think is so cool, and that's iconic. You're sure. iconic, oh baby. God, thank you. Yeah, you guys need to get on TikTok. It's going to be the next big thing. It's lit. Yeah. When I first got on there, there was hardly any hairstylists. Yeah. And now every time I go on, there's more and more and more. So we're definitely building a community there. So I think everybody should make one. Come join it. Yeah. Have fun. I love it. That's awesome. Wow. Okay, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok, <laughs> like the clock. <laughs> okay, Holly. So where can people find you on Instagram? At Hair by Holly D. And please make sure that you go and follow her page. Because yes. So, so amazing. Make sure you check her out on TikTok as well because she just blew up the TikTok game. And yes. <laughs> and is it the same tag? Yes. Hair, Hair by, by Holly D. D. Hair by Holly D. Check her out. Holly, thank you so much for being vulnerable, sharing your story, sharing your journey from East Coast <laughs> to West Coast. I can't thank wait you. to hear you. We'll get a drink. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know. Thank you both so much. I want to see Nina turn. <gasps> I want to see her twerking. She on a won't wall. do it. She won't do it. But I'll, I'll listen. I will get bent on the dance floor without a yes. Oh my, thank oh. God. 
Thank well, God. you get on a couch with us because Holly loves a couch, baby. I'll get on a couch, a chair, a wall. Way to push you over. No drinks, in, no drinks included. I'm not. I'm just not a real big drinker. But you put me in a place where there's music. I, I love that. Ready. Ooh, game on, baby girl. Game That's on. Fine. I'm ready. So guys, thank you again, Holly, for sharing your story. Thank you. Make sure that you follow her on Instagram. Make sure you follow me at Nina Tulio. And of course, at it's Mr. J Ladner. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Thank you so much for all the love and for sharing all of your, um, sharing, sharing us in your stories and also posting reviews on iTunes. If you haven't already, please hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review. We would so much appreciate it. And as always, if you take anything from listening to us today, please know that it's okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.